Episode 39, we're back, we're back, we're back. What's going on? Midweek action, two Premier League games, FA Cup, and now we're back to preview the weekend as well. What's going on? Not shit, man. Good Friday. Good Friday. Happy end of the week. Ready for some games. Ready to watch some ball. You have the nice early start tomorrow, my friend. Oh, the curse. The worst game of the weekend. Congrats. Have fun with that. The cursed early start. Hate those games. Hate those games. But before we get to that, Arsenal, Everton, um, Wolves, Liverpool, and some FA Cup results to go over. So we'll start with Arsenal, Everton. Revenge. Revenge on Mr. Dyche. Very happy about that. uh, New manager bounced us. One nothing went on a little skid thanks to VAR and thanks to Man City <clears throat> combining for the uh, Dice VAR Man City trifecta, where he dropped a bunch of points. But we were able to get revenge yesterday. Four nothing win at home. Great goal from Saka. Brace from Martinelli. Odegaard getting on the board. And yeah, first forty minutes were rough. It was looking exactly like the game at Goodison Park. Having trouble breaking them down, um, getting beat a little on the break. Thank God Neil Mo- no, Neil Mopai is trash. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, there might have been some points on the board for Everton. But able to get a clean sheet, another one. Able to get two, two of our players in double-digit goals now. First team in the Prem to have two players in double-digit goals, Marinelli and Saka. And uh, there will be a third on the way. Martin Odegaard's at nine. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, it was a good win. Good win. Clean sheet. And then second half, Partey comes back on. He looks fully fit again, which is great to see. Dominates the midfield. I think they had like six people in midfield. Thomas Partey was basically like Thanos, and all those six pitches were the Infinity Stones. And he <laughs> snapped them all. Owned the midfield by himself, and yeah, it was a good second half, and that's all. The famous game in hand has finally taken place, and it now is. Arsenal's five points ahead of Man City. Yeah, so now that that's out the way, I mean, the slapping, first off, it kind of needed it. Final score ended up being what again? 4 0. 4 0. I was almost on the bullseye. That pissed me off. The first time I think, and I can probably go back, we have the records to see it. I think this is the first time that you have predicted a higher score for Arsenal than I have predicted, and you actually end up getting closer to it. That's pretty wild. Um, I always feel like Arsenal are due for that, like, slapping. I think the bigger thing that you didn't say that I was waiting for, it, the buzzword I was listening for was the goal differential. I think that yeah, might yeah, play yeah. a huge factor in a game like this. Really got you guys closer. We have Burnmouth tomorrow. Oh yeah, and you guys have Newcastle, and you know uh, Eddie Howe's coming in with the shit Howesery to make oh. that a one-zero or a one-one game. There's going to yeah. be no other result. <laughs> Ironically, the last time we played them it was three-three. So yeah, but that was a different Newcastle, and it was at it was at their place. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. They were clicking at that them. time. Um. Yeah, that's another thing we can talk about. Um, but yeah, uh, obviously Arsenal doing what they're doing, what they've been doing. Um, so happy this 
game in hand is done with. So now we're even straight through. I hope we don't have any reschedules and cancellations or anything like that. Uh, yep. What, 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 what? They're really fucking good, man. Arsenal are really fucking good. You know, they be able to turn it up. It's a 90, 90 minute match. Um, I never try to get too caught up when you're looking bad for five to 10 minutes or when you're looking bad for a half. It's more about kind of like how it looks and what you're trying to do. And if it's looking right, if it's looking put together, now you get you get that type of luxury and that type of ability to let go of those smaller details when you know you have the finishing up front with you acknowledging that you have two guys um with double digits now first in the prem you know that that that's the whole point of it all it's the fact that yes you can look sloppy but when you have a few folks up front that are clinical all it takes is those one to two sparks to get right and so arsenal just continuing to show why they're they're worthy to win the, the title and um it's going to be a fun race now that the, now that it's five points straight up now we know next team that draws or loses, it might be getting to that point coming closer. Um, so I look at it, you know, in, in baseball, you have the magic number towards the end of the playoffs. And basically what that means, if you don't know anything about baseball, in summary, the magic number is just the amount of games left that will determine you winning the, the division. It's just a matter of numerical ending possibility of winning it. Like the magic number, you get to this, three or four, whatever it is. Countdown sometimes starts at like 15, 16. I used to love that shit as a Yankees fan, just counting down for the magic number. But, you know, for me in the in in the Prem, and it's been, it's really bad. I go the number eight. Eight games or eight points with X amount of games left. I think it, that really matters. So, like, if you – like, for Liverpool, I think the best we got it to was, like, we were down with four – or they were – man, I don't forget what it was. We were down maybe with four games left, and we were down, like, eight points, I think, or nine points, and we managed to come back and, and win the league. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we'll see, but Arsenal looked great. Arsenal looked great. Second half, um, I saw the highlights. Yeah, it was tremendous. That finish by Saka on that first goal. Guys, he's starting to add some nasty finishes to Mm -hmm. his game. The top, the near post, top bend finish. He's done that twice this year. The finish against Man United, the curler, left foot curler outside the box. He's starting to add those finishes. And to me, it's crazy. And this is another reason I hate United fans. Marcus Rashford's better than Saka. Yeah, why why are we comparing those two? Marcus Rashford's almost twenty six, Saka's still twenty one. I mean, the, the, the grasping at straws from these guys is just ridiculous. They wanted to sell Rashford all last year too. Don't think don't think I forgot that. Don't not think I forgot that. Yeah. everybody was saying sell Rashford, sell Rashford. Mm-hmm. Uh, now all of a sudden he's the best player in the world. Oh, he's better than Mbappe. Oh, star boy. How the fuck can you be a star boy at 26 years old, my friend? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's gotta, he's but, gotta uh, yeah, no. He's adding some nasty finishes. Um, he's going to have double-digit goals and double-digit assists this year. 21 years old. Um, he's turning into a superstar right before our eyes. And, you know, if Arsenal wins the league, I, I don't care how many goals Haaland scores. He should be up there for player of the season, not just young player of the season, along with Haaland. Saka, yeah? Yeah, for sure. 
Um, you see, I'm seeing a lot of Casemiro talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. seeing a lot of Casemiro talk. Also, as isn't there like a newcomer? Who's talking about it? I doubt anybody outside of a certain fan base is. Yeah. Well, look, I, I've noted it. <laughs> I've noted it before on the on the on the pod. I don't. What I'm about to say is not anti-Arsenal. I am just looking for consistency. So when we have won the league, we never, ever get the player of the year award with it. Now, you can make the argument there's no clear-cut balance to it. And, uh, you know, you guys are just so spread out. You guys, like, don't really have that one guy other than Kevin. But, like, you know, how are you going to give it to a guy who's got, like, eight assists or nine goals in a couple seasons? And, you know, he's just – it's Kevin. Like, they they don't want to do that. Jordan Henderson famously got player of the year, the year that we felt uh, us city fans, we, when I say we, it's city fans felt like Kevin should have deserved it. Um, I'm not, I, I, I'm, I'm looking for a consistency of Arsenal win the league. You get the league unless. Howland will get it. I'm pretty sure he's going to get it. It would, this is, this is what it would take. 15, 15 and 15 plus. Which, you is have, po- which is possible. I know. There's 13 games left. Thing. I know. That's the thing. <laughs> so if Odegaard gets himself literally 15 goals and 15 assists, well, I'm Saka's actually – Saka's at 10 and 9. Yeah. See, I just, <laughs> He's going to get that probably. Yeah. Yeah. That, that I think Odegaard's there's... at 9 and 5, so he ain't, he's probably won't get that. He only has five dimes, really. Yeah. He gets a lot of those pre-assists. Yeah. You know, like open things hockey up assists, and then – Yeah, like the hockey assists. Um. Yeah, he only has five. But Saka's definitely going to get 15 and 15, or at least damn close. 16 and 14, 15 and 13, he'll be right around there. So, yeah. But what I think is going to happen is, regardless of who wins the league, Howland is also uh, eligible for young player of the season. Did you know that? Good. <laughs> so I think that'll be split. Yeah, that's fair. Somebody's not going to get both. So whoever gets player of the season, Saka will get young player yeah. of the season. Saka yeah. gets young play, uh, player of the season. Holland will get young player of the season. I think that's how it will go. That's pretty um, wild. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's still eligible because he's only 22. I think it's 22 and under. So um, I think that's how it will work out. But anyway, we'll discuss that towards the end of the season. Um, yeah, good win. We'll talk about Arsenal's upcoming game. Burnmouth tomorrow. You guys have Newcastle. I think we know who has the easier game this weekend, but it's the <laughs> Premier League. You never know. Yeah, for sure. Um, you never know, but yeah, we'll get to that later. Uh, another midweek game: Liverpool versus Wolves. Liverpool get the two nothing victory. It was looking shaky there for a little bit, but they got a Mohamed Salah goal and a Virgil Van Dijk goal, and yeah, they are now officially in the top six with that victory, and they have a huge game this weekend against Manchester United. Definitely the game of the weekend, I would say. Um, Manchester United continues to be hot. They won their FA Cup game. West Ham capitulates, gives up three goals in the last, like, 15 minutes. Garnacho with the winner. Fred with the dagger at the end, and they win that. And then, like I said, Liverpool wins 2-0 against Wolves. Uh, honestly, I didn't see a lot of it, but I saw the goals, and they're now in the top six. And... Certain other clubs, uh, you know, got battered by championship size in their FA Cup game. And, um, you know, Liverpool's probably feeling like, hey, 
we got a nice rivalry win this weekend. Top four is on, baby. Top four is on. So, did you watch any of that Liverpool Wolves game? Um, I saw the highlights. I saw the goal scored. I'm disappointed in Wolves, but you know what? We both called pool winning. Um, three one, one nothing. I we but we each got a point there. Uh, we each got a point. I mean, four points all across. Two for the games. Two two each. Um, I had a Salah goal. Did Trissard or Noodle score? Nope. Noodles got called back, that little bastard. That little bastard. Um, okay. Yeah. So, no, I mean, Liverpool at this point, it's going to have to take another big, big club for me to, like, really watch their game. I just see the highlights. Um, you will be tuned into the uh, Liverpool yeah. man you, though, right? That's 100%. Big, that's I will be watching every minute of that, <clears throat> hoping for absolute disastrous no-nil draw. Um, I, I can't help but think about when I hear the word Liverpool, I think about my good friend, Bobby Firmino. He's leaving my good friend, Bobby, who's leaving the lovely reds. Nobody knows where he's going to go, but man, that guy, well, we know where he's not going to (laughs) go. He's out. He's out. That's pretty wild. So yeah, changes are coming for Liverpool. Change gonna come. Change gonna come. Yeah, Firmino's out. Not surprising. Um, definitely not surprising. Getting older. Noodles is in. They have Jota, Gakpo, Salah, bunch of forwards. So really do. Not surprising in the least. Um, but yeah, he's leaving. But I mean, looking at this table now, they they're really really in in the mix, and that's all Ooh. it takes right now because. Newcastle's very inconsistent. Um, so Liverpool's in sixth. They have a Newcastle has a game in hand on them, and Newcastle's up two points with that game in hand. But Liverpool has a game in hand on Spurs, and they are six points behind. So they can really, really close that gap this weekend. Um, I don't know who Spurs are playing. Spurs are playing. Wolves away at the Molyneux. Wolves always play them tough, so that could be a big opportunity for them um, to do it. So, yeah, FA Cup, like I said, man, you win. Spurs with the 1-0 loss to Sheffield United. Wow. Absolutely embarrassing. Mm -hmm. I'm really not sure what the fuck they were doing. I'm not sure why they bought Dan Juma. Uh, They don't start Dan Juma in the league, so they trump Everton. Um, try to do like a fucking Chelsea type move, a Todd Bowley dick swinging move to <laughs> trump Everton at the bottom of the league. Poor little Everton. And um, Dan Juma doesn't start in the Premier League. And then he's getting benched in the FA Cup against the championship side for 35 year old Lucas Mora. Make it make sense. <laughs> this team, just everything they do, just does not make sense. You look at the FA Cup, City. United, Brighton, your Spurs, you're you're a Tottenham Hotspurs supporter, and you're thinking we haven't had a trophy in how long? Fifteen years? What, what, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, and you fucking mail it in in this fucking against Sheffield. You mail it in. By the way, Sheffield played their second team and beat you. So even if you did play your second team, yeah. How do you not get a fucking result? I mean, 
absolutely embarrassing. And shout out to McAtee. They're, they're finished. They are finished, Tottenham. I mean, another trophyless season. They ain't won in the Championship League, and yep. just weird decision after weird decision. I I don't understand why you bring in Dan Juma, and he doesn't start in the FA Cup. Yeah. What like what the fuck are they thinking? And no. it's just pathetic. I completely agree. And so this is this is my concern about the weekend is if Antonio Conte is going to be on the on the side because if he is, I think they're more susceptible to losing that that other assistant. They got things rolling, or maybe it's just the fact that. Conte's not on the fucking sidelines. I don't know what it is, but they play better without him. Uh, they finally, I think that was their first loss um, with him out. And yeah, so I don't really know what to think about Tottenham. It's a, it's a disgrace that they're even in the situation that they're in. It's, it's, it's not this style won leagues years ago. Now it battles for fourth. Yeah. And, that's just, in my opinion, that's just a fact. Unless, you know, you can make the argument, well, he's not fully backed. If he was fully backed, then maybe they can get something going. I'd be like, yeah, okay, th- there's something to that. But why would you go take this style to a situation where you know you're not going to be backed? They, don't, they never had the history of spending. They never had the history of doing things like that. And he came in under... I think he came in under understanding that, or maybe there was, I don't know. I don't, regardless, it's a fuck scenario. Um, Dan Juma, we know that we know there's ability there and I'm not saying I'm, I have high expectations of, of like, you know, double digit goals and assists or anything like that, but there's talent. There's, there, there's something that you can try to unlock. Uh, there was something you can try to unlock with there's a suspense. There was something you can try to unlock with a few other the players that they had, and yeah. they didn't do it, you know? Nope. So I, I, I struggle with what they do. They've already won their trophy. We know this. They beat the city trophy. So <laughs> they, 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 they move on, and they do their thing. And this is another case in point of another year for this shit, shit club. And they're nowhere near Arsenal. They're nowhere near no. other clubs. I, mean, they're 20, I think they're legit 20-something points behind us. Yeah, it's a joke, man. It's a joke. I really hope they don't get fourth. I don't yeah, care who yeah. gets. I would rather fuck it. I would rather Liverpool come back and get it somehow <laughs> than fucking Tottenham. Honestly, you know what's funny? Also, something I found funny is Conte getting nominated for Manager of the Month when he wasn't even, even there at <laughs> the time. How do you get nominated? You you weren't there. Yeah, <laughs> that was weird. You got to give it to the assistant. That uh, that yeah. made me laugh. It's just like nothing about this club ever fucking makes sense. And I'm gonna uh-huh. say it again. You're, you're Harry Kane, and you're sitting there watching your trophyless club completely mail in an easy trophy. They would have been playing Portsmouth in the quarterfinals. Oh, that's who they would have had at home. And you watch your club mail in an easy trophy. Yeah, and I'm gonna say it one more time. For the people in the back. And I'm not doing the whisper thing because I think Carrie needs to hear this. You're a fucking loser if you sign another contract with them. Yeah. There's no other way to say it. Uh-uh. You see their ambition. Yeah. It's pretty sad. They would rather, I think it's like $2 million or $1.5 million to win the, the FA Cup. That's how much you get. Their <laughs> club would rather just make the group stages of Champions League and get that revenue than win a trophy. 
that that shows you that there 100 percent. that's their that's their thinking that's levy's thinking that is passed down and you've had antonio conte jose Mourinho, pochettino manager after manager so you know this is the philosophy of your owner that's seeping in soaking and poisoning the club yeah this trophyless thing it's an, it's a fucking odor now it's a stench on you yeah <laughs> and it's it's going to be there and i don't you're getting older harry so you're not going to be able to carry a team by yourself to top 4 in in a couple more years yeah so i'll say it again if you sign another contract there you are telling us how much of a loser you truly are he probably is going to man he probably will a hundred percent he's probably going to and and my thought process you know they lost to lone watch mcatee james mcatee that we have over there and he might be coming back the kid's been playing well i really like him i think he can be a quality second player for us rotational player I like him a whole lot better than getting a Mason Mount as a rotational player and trying to pay that fucking guy his wages. Um, I, I Tottenham, you hit the nail on the head. There's so how could any of their fan base disagree with the notion that Levy and that front staff, and that office looks at the revenue potential, all the different routes, and you're absolutely right. Anything to get top four and get that revenue, and then we keep it moving because. Mm-hmm. You know, that means he's in the Champions League again next year. You know, it is what it is. And hopefully some of these other clubs in England can try to win it so they can bring that home. Um, Because, you know, that's shared revenue to a certain degree. But after certain rounds, it gets given directly to the club is my understanding behind it. And so that'll be interesting. That's something that that we should save and talk about about another particular club out of Spain that likes to have conversations about other clubs. I think it's important to note how revenue is brought up and shared and divvied up between the Prem and other leagues because Premier League likes to play, um, yeah, split it out, even it out, share it out. It's how it works. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, fuck Tottenham though. They're they're completely in a in a situation where it's all about money, dude. It's all about money, and you hit the nail on the head. They're fucked. And he's not going to lose Kane because that's that's his revenue driver. That's his main attraction. Everyone come see Harry do his thing, you know, at, at the stadium. And after that, he's, he'll he, do anything to host a Super Bowl. Yeah, and, and you can't blame them for trying to want to keep Kane. I mean, he's the one that keeps them afloat. Yeah, no, absolutely. That so, that's how it look. That's how they look at it. We know be, that has to be Harry's decision. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and you know. He could be the – I never like to think that it's the case, but sometimes it's really just tough to fight the the narrative behind it because it just looks so plainly obvious. But you have a lot of athletes in various sports that just go out there and just try to grab the money, just go out there and go get the money. And sometimes, just sometimes, certain players, you know, I think go through a, 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 a what's more important – crisis moment and Mm -hmm. it's it's up to them you see the signs as fans we we get it shown to us i mean i don't want to brag but Derek jeter i'm sure would have been able to go get a lot of money other places but he stayed he'd never even considered going anywhere 
I mean, you have certain players that can stay at certain locations that have that mindset. So for now, Damian Lillard is another example. He's just staying yeah. there. He's riding it out. So, you know, the, it's it's a, it's still a thing. I, I'm not against that. But if I'm that player, you have to ask the club, are you are you trying to help us succeed? And if you're the type of person that just says, OK, well, they're about the money, then I'm about to be the money about to be the money, too. And you resign then you're just committed to loserism. You're just committed to that loserism because every day you're going to be a shitty part of that. All right, let's go get top four. Like just you're the definition of mediocre, just right there in the middle. And it's, it's, it's shameful, dude. It shouldn't be the case, but I would say if the lawyer, if the agent is good, AKA his fucking brother, Charlie King. Yeah, he should probably get some incentives in that contract that says based on X amount of shirt sales and X amount of goals contributed, you know, get all that boosted up. Right. Because if you're all about your money, make sure you get paid and even tell them, fuck it. Don't even give some to the rest of the uh, rest of the players. Take from their wages and give to me. Get fully selfish with it. Fuck it. I don't care what if that's what you want to be, if that's what you want to, you know, go ahead and do. I think players like Aaron Rodgers just did that and fuck the reason why he's throwing the like fucking second tier wide receivers because I mean, there's not money to spread now. So it is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. And it is what it ain't. But tomorrow, match week, what match week are we on? Tomorrow is the beginning of match week 26, and it has kicked off the dreaded 7.30 a.m. Eastern time U.S. start, 12.30 a.m. U.K. time start, and it's your Man City. Do you got, what's your guys' nickname? Do you guys have like a... Citizens. The citizens. Citizens. All right. I don't like it. Um... <laughs> Pep Cordial is Man City. I like that better. Yeah. Pep Cordial is Man City against Newcastle. Good game to start off the weekend. What are you thinking about this game? You worried about it? You worried about the shithousery from Eddie Howe? Uh, wow. You know how you know what he's going to come in and do. Expect mm-hmm. that game plan that you saw against Arsenal at uh, the Emirates about a month ago, two months ago now. Time is flying by. Expect that game plan to be just completely executed tomorrow. So what are you thinking about this game? Bruno's good and active. You're going to have some attacking. Um, They're going to want to obviously get us on the counter. Trippier, I'd imagine, is going to play. You know, they're going to Almiron, which we both know has been playing really good and it's been quiet lately, but I think there's still potential there. I think you kind of noted to when we were kind of talking earlier, um, and somehow the detail got brought up. They've been kind of a little bit more down on a slump with attacking, finishing, creating. Um, if they succeed in, or they, if they, I'm sorry, not succeed. If they concede the possession and just say, go ahead, you know, we're going to do the counter. I got a feeling that City have been tightening up a little bit more defensively. Um, I feel good about winning that game. If they actually try to go at us and maybe press us a little bit and try to, you know, um, like really try to put the, you know, the the, the, the pedal to us, um, depending. I've seen clubs do that before and have had success with City. Uh, they, they will 
do timely presses, timely traps, try to get the ball out of possession and catch us on that real quick counter, uh, almost like trying to do the basketball fast break. Like, uh, and you know, Liverpool have done it. They've, they were good with that. United were doing it a few times and, and, and that showed some success. So that's a, that, that's a possibility. Um, but just going into form, yeah, I know the, the, the FA cup game was really easy for us playing Bristol city, but I just, I feel like seeing the confidence in Foden again, seeing the confidence in some of the guys. We've actually played a really good, strong lineup. We didn't take it. We, we didn't take it easy, other than uh, Holland not starting. So we 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 went at them, and I really like that. I think we needed that, and it's just enough to say it's not about the quality of the opponent that we're playing. It's show, it's it's tuning in the fine muscles, making sure that we're all good with where we need to be. And that's more important for us. Uh, keeping the clean sheet. Um, really, really like that. Really, really good for us. So I'm excited about it. I actually feel really, really confident about this game because I feel like we have been more on the upside. We're going to dominate that ball, dominate the possession. At least I hope, uh, and I feel confident about getting a Phil Foden start again. I think our version of Starboy needs to go ahead and have a strong season. I've been saying it for a few weeks now. We need the Phil Fo- That element is going to make us be a lot better. Although Jack has been has been on it, um, and I've been really liking his aggressiveness, I think we need Phil to really tap into that next level. Um Calvin Phillips played a full 90 minutes for us and it was spectacular. Actually started like first two minutes into the game, had a shot from deep off the post. It was incredible. Um, I'm way different Calvin. So happy to see that he's getting there step by step. You know, we're, we're not fully there yet, but yeah, I like that. So I'm excited about it. Um, if you want to get straight into predictions, I'll yeah, go ahead. I do. And- I wanna, I'm right. very curious to hear your score about this. Uh, yeah. This- what are you thinking? I'm I'm going three to one city. I think they're gonna shit house it enough, but we're gonna find a way. Um, and I actually got a score goal. I got I don't know. So we both had two goal scores for the midweek games. It's back to three. Want, back to oh, sorry. So we're going clean slate in here. Yep. Go three yeah, and three. We're not, yeah, to just make okay. up games. With yeah, me going, with me going four goals here. I'm going. Bruno Gumarsh, and I'm going Foden. And I'm so risking it this week because even thinking that that motherfucker's going to play after he just played this weekend and knowing my bald, brilliant fuck of a manager. Pepper Roulette's a hell of a game. It's a real fucking game, dude. It's real life shit. So I'm actually going those two, Bruno and Foden. Yeah, you might wake up tomorrow and be very, very upset first thing Absolutely. in the morning. <laughs> Absolutely. When you see that. Is is Kevin De Bruyne almost back? Uh played in Bristol. Okay, uh Bristol yeah, and scored a scored a outside the box shot. So yeah, okay. I think he's back. So we'll see if, if he starts. I, I really don't know about this game. I do know that Eddie Howe, they need a result. And I'm sure they will be fine with a draw. They've had 11 of them mm-hmm. and they were fine with them before. Mm-hmm. So I think they're going to come in and play exactly how they played us at the Emirates, make life difficult. Um, there's going to be a lot of circling the ref that they won't be punished for. There's going to be a lot of shithouse tactics. Um, expect a, expect a fine for you guys to come in at some point. 
I'm happy and you not for that. Newcastle. That'll definitely happen for crowding the ref because you guys have already been fined. And once they pick on one team, they keep on picking on them. So that's almost a guarantee. Um, a lot of shithouse tactics. The Pope, Nick the Pope Dope is back. He's a shithouser. Uh, Shar, Botman, and uh, who's that right back? Who's that right back? Uh, Byrne, Dan Byrne, all shithousers. Yeah. I expect them to fuck with Holland a lot in that game. And the question is, is it going to work? I don't know. It honestly depends on the ref. Is the ref going to let Newcastle do whatever the fuck they want like they did at the Emirates? That's going to be a key factor. We already know how Man City handle these games. You guys will Mm -hmm. dominate the possession. Whether you create all the chances or not, that's going to be up in the air. We've seen games um, where you guys are able to create the chances. We've seen games where you've dominated possession and it's a lot of sideways shit. So it's going to be such a tough game to call. It is. It really is. Um, I said last week, I need to see City keep a clean sheet before I give them the clean sheet. Did you guys keep a clean sheet against Bristol? Yes. Well, that doesn't count in my book. Of course it does. It counts. It counts. No, it doesn't. It shouldn't. It needs to be a league clean sheet. Yeah, yeah. No. Well, I'm not saying Newcastle's getting a goal. I think they'll get one. They can't fucking score. So that goal, however it comes, I think they'll get one. And um, now the question is, what? You you think they will score? Yeah, I think they'll score. I obviously do think they will score because I'm going three yeah, one, but 3-1. I'll take the I'll take the no just for another opportunity to get a point. All right, that's fine. Okay. Yeah, I, I think I think somehow they'll score. I just think with the way you guys play, and there's always space behind, and you know, I, I'm thinking Isak's going to start here. He's he's starting to build his way back up, and I think he'll be he'll be a perfect he's a perfect counterattacking striker. So I think he could possibly get a goal. So I'm going to take him for a goal. Yeah, Isak. Yeah, okay. Isak goal. Um, I think he'll get back on the scoreboard. Now the question is, how many goals do I think City is scoring? I'm really torn by this. Newcastle draw, 11 of those all season. Mm-hmm. And I need the draw. I need more of a cushion. Five is not enough for me. I'm saying <laughs> it's going to be a 1-1 at the Etihad. All right. 1-1 one, one draw? 1-1 one, one draw. It's going to be the oh. shittiest of shithousery from Eddie Howe. Early game. I expect a lot of grilling. Yes, that that's a factor for me too. Like, yeah. it's tough to get up for those games for I both agree. parties. I, and you just never know what the ref. If the ref, if within twenty minutes of that, I'm seeing shit housery and I'm seeing them get Newcastle do whatever the fuck they want, then I'm saying this one one sounds perfect. This sounds perfect. If I'm seeing a lot of yellow cards right away, then I'm saying fuck. City's probably going to get this two one two zero, sir. Somewhere around there. You segue, you segue perfectly into the ref conversation. Who is it? About an hour ago, my wonderful, my wonderful manager, Pep Guardiola. Get ready for this fucking quote. This is going to be wonderful. Jeez Louise. Talking in regards to time wasting in the refs in Newcastle. It's good he got ahead of this. <laughs> Seriously, that's a that's a that's a savvy coach move. Phil Jackson used to do it all the time. Seriously, it's so because you know they're going to do it. I mean, we're talking about it here. I didn't even hear that quote. If it's a waste of time from Newcastle, he says, "Don't worry, we will have a yellow card for Ederson. Don't worry, we are the team." And I'm sure there's got to be stats to back this. 
We are the team with the least wasted time in our careers since I've been here. Then we go to Arsenal on way, and after 36 minutes, we get a yellow. So don't worry about wasting time. How many thousand million games do teams come to the Etihad and waste time from the keepers? 20 seconds every time. The goal kick and the long ball and the long ball and the long ball. And absolutely nothing happens. And after we go there to Arsenal, we want to be active to play and we get a yellow card. And that is why I'm far away from comments about the referees, because I don't care one second. They can do whatever they want. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. I mean, there's no it's doubt fair. there's truth to that. <laughs> I would love to see what how it plays how it plays out for either team. I'd imagine, I'd imagine, the yellow card would come. Let's say with uh, I, my prediction's right, three to one. Let's say that City go and slap two first, two two nil, just quick, then ten and minutes it's over. Yeah. How in the fortieth minute when he's looking for someone? You know the funny, the funny thing about time wasting too is, it's almost a little bit of the perception. Like I see time wasting. All right, h- hear me out on this. I just kind of came up with this analogy, so I think it's kind of fair. You've seen, you've been in hostile environments from a basketball perspective. When you go into a road game and the fans will sometimes speed up the clock and count down three, two, one, and it's actually like five seconds left on the clock, and they're kind of doing it intentionally to mess with the the the, the, yeah. the, the waiting. Mm-hmm. So I see that and that variable with like, oh, shit, I got to look up at the clock, like what's going on kind of thing, just to kind of make sure like we know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. I see that variable kind of in somewhat equivalent to when a team that is away and up 2-0 and the home fans literally seconds will sometimes start complaining and yelling and they all go loud and crazy. I feel like that entices the ref to start yeah. looking and going over there. And it's kind of like, bro, that's literally been five seconds since he, since he spun that ball out and went to look for somebody, you know? Like, mm-hmm. you're just hyping it up more because you're fucking down 2-0 and you know you want, you know, like, it's it's a, it's almost a wrap. You guys are on, your asses are super tight. So... Yeah, exactly. That's why home field advantage is a real thing. Yeah. Because the home crowd can manipulate the energy, can manipulate not only the energy for the players, but the yeah. energy for the ref as well. You know? Yeah. So that's why home field advantage is a real thing. And that's why I'm always big on, you know, where's the game? Where's the game? Because it, yeah. it always matters to me. You yeah. Know, being that I've played before and just, you see these crowds. Some yeah. of these crowds are fucking, it's, 60,000 complete psychopaths. Yeah. <laughs> so it has to have, it has to have an effect. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, I think now that Pep put that little uh, tidbit out there, I'm, I'm kind of – I almost want to go back on my pick because I feel like there's going to be – you know, this is something Phil Jackson used to do a lot. He used to complain oh. about calls – Oh, Jordan's getting fucking killed in there. How can you let this happen? And then the next game, Jordan's on the line 15 times. 15 times, so, yeah. You know, <laughs> we'll know within 10, 10, 15 minutes if Nick Pope has a goal kick and the ref's going, come on, Nick, come on. No. You know, so, no. but it'll be a good game. I'm excited. I'm definitely going to get up for it. Nice no. little coffee and uh, some Eddie House, Eddie House shithousery. So let's, uh, let's have some fun. 
But um, let's get into our next game. We'll start. We'll go right to Arsenal Burnmouth. Um, yeah, I think this is an important game for them because for me, it's a home game against Burnmouth, and two words that you have mentioned previously: goal differential. Mm-hmm. Either way, I see Man City Newcastle being close, and mm-hmm. I see Burnmouth coming in here. And this is a chance to close that gap, the goal differential gap, which is right now six. I want a nice four, five, nothing win. Something like that. I want one of those again. Close that gap on the goal differential because, yes, five points and goal differential is a lot better than just five points. That's almost Mm -hmm. an extra point there, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and this is a perfect time because, you know, you know uh, Newcastle, best defensive record. So no matter what, that game's probably going to be close. Yeah. You predicted 3-1. That's probably the highest. You know, it's going to be two at most. Um, I can't see you guys getting a four against Newcastle. If you do, I'll be impressed. That's very, very impressive. That would be opening up. Yeah, that would be crazy. But you know, you know how they're going to play. So yeah. goal differential here, big time. Let's go. Attack was clicking, really, really clicking, especially in that second half. And that was at home. This is another home game after a 4 nothing win against a struggling Burnmouth team at home. Saka scoring worldies. Martinelli with a brace. He now has three and four. Trossard at strikers really, really working. Thomas Partey was, was back in fit. I expect him to start tomorrow. So I see no reason that this shouldn't be a very easy one for Arsenal. And I'm going... I'm going five nothing. Holy shit! I'm doing it five nothing, and I'm gonna take a go- another goal scorer. I'll just right. use up my second. Um, I think Saka will score again, so I will take him. And this is your news update on Gabriel Jesus. Can we get an update on Gabriel Jesus? What is going on with him, Brian? He will 100% be back after the Crystal Palace game before the international break. So, Oh, nice. Okay. Man, so so that's like I think at this point, they're just like, we have an international break. Let's make sure he's 100%. Let's not rush him back. And then we have to do the Smith row where he comes back and then he right. plays 10 minutes and then he's sidelined again for another three weeks. Are you guys stopping him from playing international? I'm, I'm imagining he didn't get he, selected. Okay, none of cool. our Arsenal players got selected to the Brazil team. Perfect. Which I'm okay with. Perfect. I'm okay with, but it yeah. just goes to show you some funny business going on in Brazil because no. how the fuck Gabriel Magalhães is not selected as a defender? How the fuck Martinelli is not selected as the left winger? My guy uh, doesn't make any sense. But I love it. I More would... time for them to stay healthy. I wouldn't put it past Edu to call in the Brazilian boys for a nice little fire grill. up the grill. Fire up the grill, a nice little fire up cooking of barbacoa, yeah. and fucking sit there and have a talk and say, boys, we have a title run to go on. I need you to care less about our home country and more about doing something that we haven't done in how long, Brian? 19 years now. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. Stay here. Cozy up. The weather's about to get nice. We're going on a title run, boys. 
Calm yes. that shit down. You don't need yeah. to be going out there. And if you agree after this wonderful meal, I'll make the call to the man to Brazil itself and let the Federation know you guys are staying. I wouldn't put it past them at all to do that. You got to talk more like this because you know he's got a cigar in his mouth. That's exactly right. I know that voice because I do it quite often when I'm smoking my blunts. You heard? Yes, sir. Um, but yeah, five listen, nil. five nil. Yes, and okay. and listen, I'm happy as an Arsenal fan that none of them were selected. But I kind of feel bad for, especially for Gabriel, because I know he's been wanting to get selected. He got stiffed at the World Cup, and he's been amazing since. So baller, yeah. He's probably really, really pissed. I think he did post something. I saw too, and then he deleted it. So oh. whatever. Win it, win a title, and then fucking next time you're called up, bring the title to to, to Brazil yeah. and say, "Hey, you stupid fucks, why you guys are busy not picking me? This is what I was doing." <laughs> uh, I, I I don't think I need to add anything to what you said other than Arsenal. I, I'm going four to nil, four nil. I was thinking about giving them one, maybe a pen or something. Michael stupid. B. Jordan comes on the pitch, maybe possibly with the knockout. The Creed like knockout. You have to come as a as fucking dressed as Creed. Um, uh, yeah, I'm going four 0 I'm gonna go four 0 Yeah, yeah. I think it's gonna be walk in the park. To be honest, I'm not touching another Arsenal goal scorer for like a week or two. These yeah, motherfuckers yeah. have been hoeing like me. You. I'm avoiding them They're right purposely now. Purposely, like, listen. Yeah, you can't score today, my friend. Yeah, we don't <laughs> vibe with you. We don't vibe with you. We're in a title race. Yeah. We're not vibing with you. You're sitting this one out. Uh, Orlando on the Premier Pep Talk podcast picked you, so unfortunately, you can't score today. Wide, wide open net, pass it. <laughs> exactly. Wide open net, pass it off the goalkeeper for an own goal. <laughs> I'd be so pissed. I'd be so pissed. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's going to be a walk in the park. Um, there are a few 10 a.m. games tomorrow. Um Yes, there's some decent ones. Aston Villa, Crystal Palace, Brighton, West Ham, Chelsea, Leeds, Wolves, Spurs. Which one you want to do first? Uh, get the Villa, Crystal Palace out the way. Do we really even want to have this conversation about this damn team? Or Crystal this damn Palace. Game? I think I saw their stats recently, and I don't think they have a win this year, if I'm being correct. Let me look that up. But I'm pretty sure it's like loss, loss, draw, draw, and then they just drew with uh, – <clears throat> with Liverpool, so I think they're searching for their first win, which is absolutely insane. Um, Patrick Vieira struggling, former Arsenal player. So I don't know. I just they didn't they didn't do anything for him in in January. So I really don't see. I mean, every team pretty much strengthened in some kind of way. You know, even teams like Leicester brought in people. So I don't I don't see how you can be too critical. But yeah, I'm looking at their results now. December 31st was their last win. <laughs> so, and that was against Burnmouth 2-0. And, yep, they have not won since. So they are still searching for their first win at Villa Park. Go ahead. Are they getting it? Or is it going to be another uh, disappointing result for Palace away? They are six points up on the bottom three. Crystal Palaces. Villa, wow. this this game could be the knocking on the door 
for for Vieira's office on how can we sit down and put you on an action plan. Um, I I don't think they're going to do it. I got Villa getting the dub. I got Villa getting the dub, and I think it's going to be two to one. It's going to be some fight, but I got Villa winning. I think that's a good call. I just I just can't pick Villa to win. I mean, Emery has pretty much stabilized the ship. You know, they're mm-hmm. getting more consistent results. Mm-hmm. They just got a result on the weekend. Who did they play? I don't remember who they played, but I know they won 2-0. And, you know, they're getting a lot more consistent results. They're at home. Uh, I was at Villa Park not too long ago. Arsenal, tough place to play. They mm-hmm. got off to a fast start against us. And they were good throughout. We just, you know, we got a few uh, lucky bounces off the head of Emmy Martinez. And we were able to leave with points, but they played good. And struggling Crystal Palace coming in on a Saturday, Villa Park. It's going to be loud. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. I, just, I, I can't see it. I really can't. Um, yeah. I'll take your 2-1, and I'll make it a 2-0, Aston Villa. Yeah, so Villa just beat uh, Everton uh, 2-0. to no. um, The Yeah, and yep, you know, 4-2. Four to two, that that goals that that score is really really deceiving because I felt like I mean obviously the the, the two goals for Arsenal came in extra time but our, Villa Villa I thought did enough um, yeah. you just had Arsenal's mm-hmm. brilliance and that next level that championship DNA showing more so credit to Villa for giving it um, the best they could yeah I don't I don't have. I think you actually are probably going to get this one more because the two nil makes a little bit more sense with with what uh, Crystal Palace have been lately. Yeah, just, they just nil, haven't been able to score. Nil nil against Poole and then a one one draw against Brentford. I mean, good night. This team is kind of struggling in all, in all kind of different ways. So yeah, yeah, I, 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 and no goal scores for me. I'm not touching that shit. Maybe mm, yeah. nah, no, no way. That. Yeah, not touching it. Maybe Watkins. I mean, he's on a hot streak, four it. and four. But um, mm-hmm. nah, fuck that. Um, let's go to uh, Brighton West Ham. It's at the Amex in Brighton, and uh, West Ham capitulating midweek. Looked like they were gonna get a nice win in the FA Cup at Old Trafford, and they don't. They don't. Three goals in the last twenty minutes, just absolutely diabolical, and Brighton who have, you know, been a little more inconsistent, kind of start, you know, come back to their level. They were really riding high there. Um, but, you know, they've only played 22 games, so they have a few games in hand. So a few wins, and they're right back in it. Um, I just – West Ham is so inconsistent. Mm-hmm. 4-0 win, winning one nothing at Old Trafford, 3-1 loss. Which way does this one go? I think it's going to be a close one. Yeah. I'm going to say three. I think Brighton will score. West Ham defensively is pretty shitty. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be a 3-2 Brighton win. Wow, you got Brighton winning at 3-2. to two. Yep, no goal scorers. That's a good shout. You know, West Ham have been a little bit more on it, but still not to the quality of some of their opponents. Uh, Declan Rice is is a little bit on one. Yeah, um, had a nice curler outside the box. Um, he he's playing. He's auditioning. Um, yeah, he is. <laughs> um, 
Moise, you're not going to win this game because you're a sack of shit for allowing yourself to be in a situation where you go 1-0 up against a team that, let's be honest, they hold you. I mean, you were shit at the time, and they you deserved to get fired, but they hold you. Yeah. How they did you in the whole situation and fired, like, I'm not mistaken, they fired you in the tunnel, didn't they? And then famously how they did it to him? I think so. Regardless, look, bro, you, you, you don't deserve shit this year. You deserve to lose your job 100%. And you're going to get the rightful top clubs picking at your players in the summer. And you're going to be bent over, can't do shit about it because your team was ass this year. And you had a quality opportunity to really be in European football consistently. You had a nice little core going. But you have zapped every bit of creativity out of this team. Um, The 4-0 was a little glimpse, but you can't. Have I, I, I'm going to do it right now. Fuck it. I don't think they've ever, other than that game, they've put up four goals this year. No, they definitely haven't. You don't even have to look. 3 mm. <clears> 0 <throat> against Olympico Leon. Yeah, but that's, that's, wow. a, that's a friendly. That was probably a friendly, or that was a conference league game. Well, that May 8th. May wasn't the league. No, that was no, last no, year. September, September, right? Yeah, May was last year. August 3, 3-0. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so one nothing Villa. We do have 3-3. Three, three. September 3, October. They put up 3-1 three, three, against Fulham. Oh, my Lord. They have not done it. No, 4-0 yep. in February against Nottingham, Nottingham Forest. Really? Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Was that a league game? I just clicked on it. It doesn't really tell me it was played on was February twenty February twenty fifth. I think that was a. I think it was the FA Cup. Premier League highlights. Oh shit! Yeah. Why don't I remember that at all? Because we zapped it from our fucking brain. It was like, <laughs> what the hell just happened? You had um, Ings in the oh god, and all goal, goals came in the like kind of late seventieth, seventy third. Oh yeah, that's what happened last weekend. Twenty fifth, yeah, that's the game we were talking just talking about from last weekend. Oh, that's why we don't remember. Yeah, no, that was the game we were talking about. Damn. Yeah, for some reason I thought that was Everton for a second, but I mixed them up with fucking uh, Aston Villa. Well, yeah, that was their only four zero game of the season. So, yeah, I, I I don't think I think that was kind of fluky to be honest. Those goals all came within like fifteen minutes. So yeah. So what'd you pick for score? So you're going three to two, Brighton. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go three three draw. Three Fuck three, it. goals galore. Yeah. Fuck it. Show me All a right. game. Show me a game. Can we just have a moment to understand what's going on with Brighton and how they're absolutely just. Are they hypnotizing their players and having them sign shit? Because yeah. you got there's something going on here, bro. You had a guy crying out and twerking for anyone to come slap that ass and come snag him. Moises Calcedo is the player I'm talking about right now. And I just don't understand how that guy just extended. Signed 2027. Extended. And there's no release clause. Do I have that right? Yeah. Fabrizio tweeted it. I mean, bro, what happened? 
I guess they just said, hey, he's making he's he's making like thirty five hundred a week, which is crazy. Um, I guess they just said he's probably going to take this offer if we give it to him because he's not making shit. So yeah. let's make him a long term offer on good wages. I'm sure he'll take it um, because there's no guarantee a big club comes back in for him, and there's no guarantee that a big club won't come back still with with the contract. I'm sure they still will. So. Yeah. Um, they can just preserve his value and keep it up there. And yeah, yeah, I mean, it's a good move for Brighton. Good for them. You know, you don't want to see these smaller clubs constantly get picked off. I mean, yeah. it happens, but Hey, he was sold in the project or he was probably just sold on the wages either, or, uh, it's a good deal for both parties, I would say. And yeah. if a team really wants them, they're going to come get him no matter what. So. Well, it really allows Brighton to play as strategic as they were with Cucurella now. It allows them to have that flexibility because with without that, it allows Cancelo yeah. to be like, yo, I'm signing to the first thing that comes to me with, with the right money. So, yeah, that's an excellent point by you. I'm really curious as to how Brighton are going to negotiate with other clubs because I have a feeling people are still going to come. Oh, for like, sure. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see how that plans out. But, but yeah. now they have more leverage. Yep, so 100%. You can slap something on the table and say, hey, either pay it or he's here for five years. Right. So, yeah, man. Um, all right. Uh, what shit club in London do you want to talk about next? Chelsea oh. or Spurs? Oh, let's just get Spurs out the way. Fuck them. They're really nothing to really discuss. Spurs right? going to the Molyneux to play the Wolves. Wolves, who have hit a bit of a, a little dip. You know, they, they had some good results. <clears throat> and their past couple have been pretty shitty. So is it a dip? Is it back to the norm for them? That's the question. Uh, they usually play Spurs pretty good. I remember watching them earlier in the year at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Probably should have won that game, but couldn't finish anything. Typical Wolves. Um, exactly. But this one's at home. Tough game for Spurs. Off the disappointment of the FA Cup, um, I believe they have a Champions League game coming up too midweek. So, uh, kind of a little trap kind of game possibly for them on the road at Molyneux. Um, no one's really going to be talking about this game. A lot of other games going to be holding people's interest. Um, yeah, I'm going draw. I am going draw. I think Wolves will pull off the draw. Okay. Um, 1-1. One, 1-1 one. One, one draw. Honest to God, I had mine already written down before you even started. It's going a nil-nil draw. Um, it's going to be an absolute bore fest. You said it best. A lot of people are going to be watching the other games during the same time slot. And quite frankly, deservedly. Because yeah. this fucking game is going to be... You cannot guarantee me anything out of this game other than a surefire... Wolves will fuck up botch opportunities in the final third and Tottenham will let them have opportunities and Tottenham will, I mean, maybe they'll have possession. I don't know. Quite frankly, when Tottenham have possession, does anyone give a fuck or is anyone worried? So, I mean, this year it's really been troublesome. It's really been troublesome that they just thinking about how shit they are pisses me off about how they fucking beat us. So, yeah, I'm going nil-nil draw. It's going to be a joke and a bore of a game. Yeah. 
I usually, it's going to be a nice 10 a.m. game. I'll be warmed up nicely from the Man City Newcastle game. And I'll have my four TVs going. I don't think this one's making it because I'd rather watch Chelsea Leeds and just laugh at the state of Chelsea. (laughs) (laughs) I'm watch this fucking struggle to score a goal, which I'm expecting it to be. So, um, yeah, yeah, whatever. Who cares? Next, Chelsea Leeds. Is it bounce back time for Graham Potter or is it? continue to slide down the fucking mountain of misery where your fans if you lose this game at home to Leeds which is possible by the way Very. new manager you know how that works we've we've mm-hmm. we've all gotten a taste of the new manager bounce mm-hmm. um so it's, it's a thing it's a real thing it's tangible you could touch it feel it mm-hmm. you can get slapped in the face by it <laughs> um <laughs> It's it's very tangible. New manager, good result for Leeds last week. Um, a lot of Leeds fans at at the pub I was with um, last week, which was interesting. I was really surprised by that. Americans they, unite! Yeah, when they scored their their goal, one nothing. The pub got very very loud. So I found that interesting. But it, anyway, I, I, I'm rooting for the chaos, my friend. I am. I want to see. 48,000 fans at Stanford Bridge crying, whining, bitching, chanting for Abramovich's name, chanting for Tommy Tuchel to return from the dead. I I want the chaos. I want it. I'm praying for it. I want to, from 12 to about 2 tomorrow, enjoy Chelsea Fan TV. Enjoy the saga. Enjoy the meltdowns. Enjoy the tears. I want to drink them with my grilled cheese sandwich or whatever I have for lunch tomorrow. I don't know why I went to grilled cheese, but yeah, I'm, uh, I'm rooting for it. I, I want it. I don't think Leeds is going to win, but a draw is going to be as bad as a, as a as a as a loss here. A draw will be as bad as a loss. Oh yeah, absolutely. So it's it's winner. It's winner. It's winner. Go home, Graham. It's win or Hogwarts is foreclosed, Graham. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you just naturally create the sandwich to game comparison? <clears throat> Because I think if we do this correctly, I think you're spot on. The Chelsea Leeds game is a grilled cheese. It's going to be just a satisfying, hot, like just the pulling of the cheese from the bite. You're going to just love those little nuances about it. Now, it gets its job done. It's not your preferred absolute Angus cheeseburger, bacon cheeseburger with mushrooms on it, like a like a like a city Newcastle game, because you get to sit back and you're just loving the draw, loving the just the negative adding of the points. This Chelsea Leeds game, I don't really know what to think of this shit. I mean, I do think they're going to score just because it's Leeds. They you know? have to, yeah. Leeds right? can't defend, and Chelsea's gonna have three new center backs in or two, whatever formation they go with, because Silva's out. He's yeah. been the backbone of them all season. If there's one thing you could rely on from Chelsea all season, it's been Thiago Silva. Yeah. And he's not there. So I think while you say Chelsea will score, I think Leeds will score as well. Yep. I got a 2-2 draw. And this is how I envision this beautiful masterpiece. <laughs> Chelsea go down 1-0 very early. They get the goal back. It stays 1-1 for a while. 70, 75th minute. Beautiful goal. Nice, nice goal from Jal Felix. Chelsea fans, they're feeling the victory. Something they haven't felt in a while. 
Chelsea, 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 They're doing their stupid fucking chant, one of the worst chants ever created. And then late, 88th minute equalizer from my friend with the lovely braids, Mr. Somerville, the Dutch master. He's good. He's going to light that up. Light up Chelsea. And tears, screaming, chance for Abramovich will ensue. It's going to be a beautiful, beautiful masterpiece. Nice 2-2 draw. Potter with his sad face walking, thinking on the way to the tunnel of all the sad and pathetic excuses he's going to give in his post-interview. It's going to be lovely. And it's going to be another two points drop for Chelsea. And I'm going to watch every minute of it. And I'm going to love every minute of it. I'm really enjoying this terrible, terrible run by Chelsea. Yeah, they're, they have been – I mean, I think it's fair to say they've been historically bad. This is a historically bad moment for Chelsea. And Potter looks lost. Uh, 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 and taking this L to Leeds, this, this, this would be really, really bad. This would be insurmountable, I think. It's an insurmountable loss. You, you, Someone's got to go. Something's got to be done. I mean, it just keeps going and going. Uh, rumors, speculation, right? They've spoken the punch, and they've also spoken the Zuzu. Amazing that Zinedine would consider Chelsea. I mean, I don't know how factual that is. I don't buy I, it. I saw both those names brought up. He's very selective with his jobs. He very Why much. Why would he take this job right now? You're very much accurate in that yeah. sense. Yes, he's, I agree. He's very. He's going to wait out for the one that fits him mm-hmm. perfectly. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but one is Chelsea really going to? I'm sure they'll pay uh, the manager well, but they're going to blow about eighty million on Potter if they have to fire him. Sure. I don't know if there's a release clause or like a termination fee where they can get out of it with less, but I just if, if who's going to go there right now? It's a fucking mess. It really is. It really is. And are you picking any goal scorers here? I'm not touching a single goal scorer, but I oh. got you. I got Leeds winning two to one. I be got even better. Oh man, I got domination. I think it's going to be a really enticing, exciting game because. Both of these teams are going to be struggling defensively, so I think it's going to ha- there's going to be opportunities. Yeah, um, for sure. I thought about the Jao Felix, but I'm not going to touch it. So there's yeah, no way that. I'm taking a Chelsea player. Fuck that. And uh, Southampton versus Leicester. Uh, this is a pure relegation scrap going on. Uh, Leicester's coming off some pretty bad results, including a FA FA uh, Cup loss this week against I forget who they played. Who they played that they lost to Portsmouth. Oh, it was City. Who did they lose to this week? They I lost to, to Blackburn. Two-one really? loss to Blackburn at home. Uh, terrible, terrible result. Southampton coming off a pretty bad result last week as well after a good win against Chelsea. And, you know, this is pure relegation scrap. And this one, I'm going to – you just don't know what Leicester, and I'm going to say they will bounce back and surprise us because they're coming off a couple losses. Arsenal, Blackburn, I think they'll get a win on the road here. I'm going to okay. say it's going to be a 
two to one Leicester City win. I'm right there with you. I'm going two nil Leicester. Yes. Weird result. They always get those. Let's move on to Sunday. This should be another quick one as well. Sean Dyche and Everton going to Nottingham Forest. Um, you can pick first. I'm going two to one Forest. And I think Everton is going to be really, really pissed off with some of the f- saves that uh, Navez is going to have. And it's going to be Navez masterclass. Yeah, I think he's going to have himself a nice little gem of a game. So yeah. I'm going two to one Forest. Two to one Forest. Uh, I agree with that. I'm going to say that it's going to be a one nil Forest win. Okay. The main event so of the he's weekend. He's going to keep a clean sheet. Yeah. Yeah. All right. well, from what I saw from Everton this from against Arsenal, they had nothing in attack. Calvert Lewin hurt. Uh, I think he'll keep a clean sheet. I'm right there with you with the Navas masterclass. Give a uh, match score for him over under. For what saves? No, just like what do you think his match rating is going to be? Oh, mm. like you want to go yeah. over seven? I'll give him man of the match. If he gets a clean sheet, he's going to be man of the match. Wow, man of the match? Yeah, so I, anything above eight, right? Man of the match, probably like eight. Well, I'll just do yes or no, man of the yeah. match. If you think he's going to yeah, be man of the I'll match, take I'll take a man of the match. Okay. Clean sheet, man of the match performance. All right. I don't think he'll get peppered with a lot of shots, but I think he'll he'll make – at least two great saves and yeah. nothing game. You get two great saves, man, yeah. man of the match. Yeah, that's fair. That's a fair <clears> shout. Um, all right, main event of the weekend: Liverpool at Anfield taking on Man United. Big rivalry game. Uh, first one at Old Trafford. Man, you man, you won. That was off the back of a couple terrible losses for them. Looked like you know they were they were freaking going downhill playing your rival, and they got a good win. Rashford goal, uh, Sancho goal, and it was a win. This time it's at Anfield. What are you thinking for this one? I'm very curious on your thoughts. Man, I'm, I really think this is going to be a good game. You know, Klopp has really turned turn, uh, turn the different cheek when it comes to United lately. You know, he praised Rashford. Yeah, it's amazing the humbling process that we've had to see with Jurgen. Absolute <laughs> Jurgen Klopp. I've enjoyed every bit of it, and uh, I hope the humbling experience continues for him. But I'm hoping for some real good humbling for United this weekend, dude. That is where I see this game going. I need, but what I think is factual, just like I played the game with you last weekend. If you had to pick any team, right, going into the weekend, you don't know the opponent, you don't know who they're playing. And I'm telling you, this team, Team X, scores four-plus goals. You can make a strong argument that you thought Liverpool would be possibly one of those teams. They just can turn it at any moment. I think, to that same point, if I told you going into a weekend, I don't tell you who they're playing, but this team is going to go into this game against another big opponent, a good rivalry opponent, and they're going to shit the fucking bed. They're just going to drop it. And I'm telling you, going into this game, they're going to be the one of the best informed teams, but they're just going to shit the bed. What club would you say that was good for? And if where I was go down those 
top six clubs and I were to say names, I think United would be number one. Mm-hmm. I really do. I think Arsenal would be like, yeah, but I don't know. They score. United, for me, I just think, I don't know. They go down 1-2-0. I, I haven't seen it. That's the one element. So you look at it, uh, uh, all of it as a, as, as, a, as, a, as a whole, right? Like we look at the season, and we've talked about Arsenal at the beginning. You have those championship moments. We saw it with Arsenal all year long, and we just saw it a few weekends ago when you got that victory over uh, Villa. You know, 2-2 draw, entering the last stages, yeah, you get some help. But haters don't talk that shit. They deserve the win because they got they did that extra bit. So it's the same shit with the concept of what we've seen for United all year long. Have we seen something from their ability to match a top performance and really go head-to-head? All right, I'll give you the City one. Other than the VAR situation, yeah, you got the City one. Beat the defending champions, going into it. Barca? Uh, yeah. Barca, great, exactly, spot on. Good comeback there at home, though. Yeah, fair. Let's not even talk about home for United. I I would love to see a stat on most traveled club in the country because I would imagine that United have been resting at home. They've gotten every cup fixture at home. Fucking ridiculous. I don't see how that's possible, but their last 10 domestic cup draws have been drawn at home. I don't even. I would love to see what the statistics are to get ten in a row. It's got to be like five percent or less. Oh, you mean the, the way I said they've had team. ten domestic cup draws in a row. You sent me the statistics. I might. No, have it's it. like one in one in twelve something. Hold on, <laughs> one Hold in twelve hundred. Twelve hundred. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, I think that's fucking ridiculous. And they, they get enough draw against. Yeah, it's. Man United have now had 10 consecutive domestic cup home draws in a row. The probability of that happening is 1 in 1,024. Yeah, I believe it. Make it make sense. Oh, by the way, by the way, no, 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 no. We're the salty fans that you Arsenal fans, shut up. You're just complaining about the fines and all the referees that have hold you. You City fans, well, don't even talk until we see your bank statements all type that shit. No, no, no. We're the fans that can say that. That we're, that That's our biases. That's where our skewed agenda comes from. When you have statistics like that, like you just really had that type of luck all fucking year. Like if that were the case, which one of you motherfuckers on that roster are out there playing the lottery? That would that has to be one of these. That's insane. That's insane. It's, it's ridiculous, man. But so yeah, yeah to your I'm point, like, you've seen them kind of like their resilience, but most of that's been at home. Can they mm-hmm. have that resilience at Anfield? That's the question. And the bigger point to that is, when have you seen them come back? I have not. An Barca. O'Leary, Barca. Barca. Okay, and okay. then West Ham during the week as well. And yeah, did they okay. technically okay. come back against you guys? So that's yeah, three right there, did. just in January. Yeah. So they have come back. Now, if we're being nitpicky, the Etienne had one. I, I still think I don't get how that's not offsides, but whatever. So they Dang. have shown some resilience, but most of it's been at home. West Ham, home, Barca, at home. Mm-hmm. Um, can they show that at Anfield? That's the question. Now, how I'm seeing this, and it, this one's a tough one for me to pick. I'm not going to lie. Man U, as much as I hate them, they are playing good. Um, yes, they are. And, and we know, I know what they, I feel like I know what they're going to do. They're going to sit back and counter. They have done that. They did it. They did it at, um, 
They did it against you guys. They've done it multiple, multiple times this season. Ten Hag is very adaptive with his tactics. I think that's what makes him a good manager. Going into Anfield, you know Liverpool is going to be up for it. The fans are going to be hyped. They're going to be on the front foot. I think Ten Hag is going to be okay with soaking up that pressure and trying to hit their weak defensive line that's been weak all season and their weak midfield on the break. So I think that's how it's going to happen. And, you know, Liverpool is easy to counter this season. And that's what worries me about this from a Liverpool perspective. If you're Liverpool, you're saying it's at home, we have the advantage. But some of the things Man United do and do very well, Bruno and Rashford on that counter, Bruno and Garnacho on that counter, Casemiro on that counter, deadly, deadly, very, very deadly. And Liverpool's midfield, weak. Liverpool's back line, weak, inconsistent all year. This is a really, really tough one for me to pick. It really is. Um, and, you know, Liverpool, can they can they break down that Man United defense that's been pretty good all season? Varane's been really good. Uh, Lissandro's been really good. Um, they've gotten very good play out of, out of their fullbacks. So. And then Casemiro in front of that back line, soaking up all the pressure. So this is a really, really tough one for me to pick. Uh, I, honestly, I think it's going to be a draw. I, I really do. I think it's going to be a 2-2 draw. I got a shootout at the field. I'm going 4-3 to three, Liverpool. I think there's going to – I think Poole are up for it. I think there's going to be an opportunity for them to really kind of go at it and, and be up for it. And um, I think we're going to be a little bit of surprise. I think we're going to turn back the hands of time a little bit for this Liverpool squad this weekend. Um, I have a feeling that they're really, really going to want to show that they still have um, signs. I, I, I think this is this is a Jude. This is our call to you. We can still do this kind of thing for Liverpool. That's my thoughts. I'm going four to three uh, Liverpool. We're going to get Champions League for you, Jude. It's going to be a, a love letter <laughs> performance. Um, the fans are going to sing Hey Jude at the end. That's probably what's <laughs> going to happen. But, yeah, it's a tough one. Uh, I'm going to pick a goal scorer here. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think I'm going to go with – fuck, who do I go with? I got to go with one too. Yeah. Um, you know what? I'm going to save it. Yeah. Still one more game. Still one more game on the slate, and I think I'm going to go with that one. Okay. Uh, he did me right midweek. I'm going back for. I'm going Mohamed Salah. Mohamed Salah. All right. And uh, there is one more game. That's a Monday night football game. And it is Brentford versus Fulham. Good game, honestly. Um, Two very surprising teams this year. Two teams playing consistently well all season. Brentford sitting in ninth place with two games in hand on Fulham on 35 points. Fulham in seventh place with 25 games. Um, So this is a big game. Brentford, Fulham. They have a chance to gain some points on Fulham, possibly push for that top six. And they are at home. Brentford, always, always good at home. Tough, tough place to go. It's been like that since last year, since they got in the Premier League. So the question for me is, is Mitrovic playing? Sounds like, is he playing? 
No, no, I agree. That's that's a question for me too. That's going to yeah. be an important factor. It doesn't. I don't have any team news on him. I'm going to pull it up. Yeah. Um, same. And that's very important. Um, Ivan Tony, however, is playing. Hey, yo. With, with all the charges, he's playing with all of them, locked up like Acon settings. Of course. And he is. Um, yeah, I think I think I'm going to go either. If Mitrovic plays, I'm still going to take Brentford. Like I said, they're just they're just good at home, and they've been like that since they've been in the Premier League. So I think it'll be a uh, I think it'll be a two two to one win for Brentford, and um, I will take o- Ivan Tony with the goal. Nice, yeah, I can see that. That makes sense. Somebody monitor his phone and see if he's making any bets towards him scoring. Yep. Um, the question that I see when I pull up the Fulham page on the Bleacher Report app is, can Fulham do the double over Brentford? It's going to be close. I don't think they end up will because I I, I think it's going to be a draw. And I'm going with the same score line you had United-Liverpool. I'm going 2-2. Two to two. I think it's going to be a close game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be really, really exciting. I think yeah, this game gonna is going to be, be – like It is. A lot. It is. So – I'm looking forward to it. I'm definitely going to be watching this one. Yeah, great game. Monday, right? Yeah, I'm going to try Monday. to skip out. Yeah, Monday. Going to be a good one uh, for sure. And we will recap it all. That's all the games for the weekend. Anything else you want to talk about before we get the fuck out of here? We are the New York Knicks. I know. The New York Knicks. And that's Brian. why I want to get out of here because I want to make a nice meal and be in front of my TV at 8 p.m. for the uh, Miami Heat game. Eight straight. Are we doing it? We play the Heat tonight. Can we get the dub? Let's see if Butler's out because there was rumors that he was going to be out. That dude's been hooping lately too. Yeah, yeah, he's he's hitting he's hitting his uh, postseason form. Butler's available, so Fuck it's going to be a tough, tough road game here. Um, really is. I think we can get the win though. We're on fire. Everybody's mm-hmm. playing good. Brunson, Robinson, everybody's playing really good. So I think we could do it. It's going to be interesting. Um, definitely going to be a good game because Miami's playing good as well. So, um, mm-hmm. And this could potentially be a 4-5 or five matchup. So it, it's possibly a postseason preview as well. Um, nice rivalry. you think we're going to win? Yeah, I think we're going for it. We're 10 games above, five, 10, uh, above 500. Uh, I'm, I'm – all in on this team. Jalen Brunson will have over 30 points, uh, and I'm predicting a plus-minus efficiency for him of plus three. I think we're going to have a great, great game from him. Uh, he's really going to kind of extend himself um, with with how the more the we are riding with Jalen, Josh, and Julius. Yep, those three for me are the ones that. If you're just going to be a stat line looker, those are the first three you got to look at, and that'll give you a great indication. And if you want to pick a bench rotational player um, to see what was net, I don't, I, I really don't, I, I don't even want to get started with that because I'd love to kind of see what Mitchell ends up bringing. Um, I know he's coming back off that hand injury, so I'm curious, man. I'm curious how how far we can do this. Uh, I do have a victory tonight. I think this will solidify our mentality of we're up for it. It's going to be a close game. Uh, I got us winning, though. Yeah. Yeah, I think we'll win as well. So let's get out of here so we can eat some food and then enjoy the enjoy the Knicks victory down in Miami, down in South Beach. All right. Yeah.
Good luck to you this weekend. Man City, Newcastle should be a good one to start off the weekend. And um, we'll be back next week to recap everything. Premier Pep Talk, episode 39. We out. Peace.